Welcome to the Super Friends Podcast, where we talk about comics, superheroes, and all things related and in between. I'm Brody. And I'm Brian. And, you know, today we're going to be talking about CGI versus practical effects with special guest star, my brother, Tyler. Woo! Hi, I'm Tyler. <laughs> this is Tyler. I'm a big fan of superheroes, so it's fun to be on this podcast and be able to talk about this kind of stuff with these guys. What a guy. What a guy. Okay. That's okay. that's an introduction. That's a good introduction. Cool. Cool. Good. Cool. 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 Yeah. What cool. he didn't say though is that he also really likes movies, so it's also fun to talk about CGI versus practical effects. Yeah, I'm a big I'm a big uh, advocate of practical effects over CGI. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm here today. We're happy to have you. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thanks um yeah we're just we're excited we've been trying to get tyler on the show for like ever when was this episode supposed to air like a month ago yeah like a month ago and then he had work and i had work and then and then that happened and then brian got sick so i made that super awesome amazo virus post where I thought that was like, awesome mask breaks and he says i've been exposed <laughs> it's a piece of art i actually really appreciate that post that i made i was like wow sometimes you just gotta appreciate your own genius you know it was quite genius i thought it was hilarious i had to show everyone else <laughs> i did i was like look at look at this, this is hilarious <laughs> i just had no episode this week at the bottom and i was like for the ones that get it they'll get it <laughs> exactly but unlike batman i did not gain superpowers yeah the true rip Sadly not. He also didn't die, though, so I mean, like... Well, he didn't die either. That time. Did. He almost did. Okay, fair enough. Came yeah. close. Yeah. A lot of people did die. Exactly. Let's leave it at that. <laughs> That's true. Um, but, yeah. And then we had Mia last week. Um, whoever's watching this, if... Uh, or listening to it, I guess, because we're going to be doing audio and video, hopefully both this time. Um, check out our episode last week. We had a guest star, um, Mia... Um, she won our contest, and we talked about Harley Quinn. So go check that out. And then Tyler's just here for fun. We just wanted to bring him in. He didn't want to come. He won the contest of having Brian as a brother. That's the contest True. he won. What a win. That the lottery of life. Lost. Wow. <laughs> what a quality rose by Tyler. All right. It's well, a win. It's a win. Let's just jump into it. Why don't we? Um, let's talk about some popular movies that use practical effects i think one thing you we have to start with because this is also a superhero podcast is the dark knight trilogy of course oh yeah yeah for like sure the whole, like the, the the tumblr was all practical and i thought that was awesome to see in the movie like when it actually is driving around none of that is cgi it's actually i mean part of it's then miniatures as well Mm-hmm. I, I was a big fan of that, like watching the behind the scenes of the Dark Knight and the specifically the scene where I think it's a garbage truck that the Tumblr rams into. And of course, it looks great in the actual movie, but watching the behind the scenes and it's just a little like to scale model of the Tumblr ending <laughs> itself right Ew. into the uh, and then, yeah, you watch Christopher Nolan walk up and he's towering over and pointing out and go, like pointing out. Yeah, you know, this is where it looks good here and we can and it's 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 really cool watching those and because. It just, it, of course, it all looks completely real then when you're watching the actual mm-hmm. movie because it's a real thing. 
Well, also, you can do so much, like, with camera work, like, that you can give off the idea. Like, our brains physically can't, like, separate that this is just, like, tiny. If the, if we're not given, if our brains aren't given the information to, like, say this is a tiny model, then our brains can't differentiate between, like, a tiny model and, like, life size. So, it's amazing that, like, with camera work, you can make it look so lifelike, even though it's, like, a little tiny model. Like, same thing with um, the set, all the sets for the prequel series of the Star Wars. Like, you can see those, and those are all these, just, like, these tiny little, like, dioramas they built. And that's, like, how they filmed a lot of those, like, sceneries is because they're, like, just these tiny. If you if you don't tell your brain that's tiny, it doesn't know that it's tiny. And it's amazing. Yeah, I love that. Unless you're watching the 1978 Superman, where it's... Oh, when yeah. The, when the dam breaks... And while, I mean, I still enjoy it, it's, I mean, it was back in, like, before they had developed a lot more technique for it, but it's still really enjoyable to watch, because it is still a real thing. It's a real, it's a real tiny town. Yeah, that, and, I don't know if Brian told you, but on um, Tuesday, last week, I got the opportunity to go to the, our, my movie theater was having a special showing of Superman. 78 for his anniversary so i went and saw it like on their big screen and yeah it's a little bit noticeable on that big screen <laughs> we were so jealous the movie out of our theater yeah it so was, mad it was an experience i i was like wow this is amazing like this is how people oh, saw man. it in like in the set in 78 and this is like the experience they had it was amazing but yeah definitely looking back you're like that is a diorama. Like, I could build that in my middle school, like, prop class or something. You know, stick a little tree, throw exactly, a little yeah. grass on. We tried <laughs> little sets from Hobby Lobby, you know? Yeah. <laughs> houses. We tried doing that. We Like, we were trying to, we collect all one stuff. We're like, we're going to do it. And then we didn't. Didn't. Yeah. Um, and so, like, that's just, that's at the era. Yeah, like Tyler said, that's the era where they're like, this is what we got to do. Like, this is what we got to do, and this is, like, how much we have to, like, work with it. Like, we've got to do this in this much room. And you get creative. When you're forced to – when you're forced to create, you get creative, which I think perfectly segues into our next um, topic where we talk about – which is almost every movie nowadays, but popular movies that use CGI. I mean, I didn't like it, but Avatar – I don't yeah. really like the Avatar movies. I mean, they're okay. They're not... I just blew Pocahontas. That's all it is. It's, exactly. It's exactly. a it's a white guy comes to an in, like a native race to get something, and then they killed the natives, and then he joins the natives against the bad guys. And exactly. It's blue Pocahontas. It's all Pocahontas. Like, I I didn't really... Like, like I said, I didn't enjoy him, but it's all CGI. And while I didn't, I thought the story for the, especially the second one, I thought it was very bland. I haven't seen the second one. I was just like, meh. I fell asleep. He fell asleep. <laughs> I was, I was the only one that stayed awake that the whole, like, uh, it was me, Tyler, our sister, and her husband. I was the only one that stayed awake through the whole movie. And that's just because I was, I don't even know why, but even, even watching though, I was sitting there like, these effects are fantastic though. Like, like when CGI holds up, it looks great. Unlike, you know, Superman's stash. That was horrible. That was atrocious. <laughs> yeah it's just horrible that was uh well there's been a lot of things i mean 
first off, disclaimer, the CGI and the visual effects industry is overworked <laughs> and they get to spend no time with their families and they're like, oh, you finished that? Here's another billion dollar project we need done by Friday. So it's like, if they were given the money and if they were given the time, like they could make their effects look so amazing. Exactly. I, I listened to another podcast yesterday. I mean, today about um, the troll and the at the end of it, the Eternals, how it looks like completely awful. I think his name is Pip, Pip the Troll. Um, he looks versus like the freaking um, not centaur um, in Narnia, Mister um, Totals or. You know who I'm talking about, right? In Narnia, James McAvoy's character. What are we talking yeah, about? Yeah, the guy with the he has the horse. Fly. I can't. I'm my the horse brain. Is, yeah, the centaur, the is centaur, that... or the fawn, the fawn, fawn, Mr. Tumnus. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Like he looks so much better than that troll, and that's been like hunt like twenty years almost since I. You'd think like. CGI would have gotten better since that, which it has, but they're like, I need you to, to do this much work and I need it done by Friday. <laughs> yeah. It's, because uh, I mean, like, working at the movie theater, you kind of start to, like, you, you realize things about, like, the credits and when you're, like, sit and watch. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's like we had Marvel movies while we had Avatar. And the thing was, Avatar's credits, even though it's like, you'd think it's it would have, like, really long credits because, of course, it's a big production where it's a lot of effects when you think about marvel and they're like yeah with all their visual effects like companies that they use they don't use just one they use multiple and so it goes like it's the longest credits in the world they're like 10 minutes (laughs) and then avatars was like half of that because most of their visual effects were done by weta workshop and Mm -hmm. so they and because yeah they like you know everybody talks about oh yeah and you know the avatar movie they finished filming that like you know the second one like a while ago actually but it was all those visual effects and it's because they really did go like we're not gonna outsource it to a million companies we're gonna use just this one and we're gonna give them all the time that they need yeah so that it can look good yeah james cameron's literally like and they i think some of the actors also talked about that like oh yeah didn't the first movie come out like 14 years ago <laughs> like that and they're like yeah they needed the time to work like if you're gonna make something so bombastic and so big and another thing um that i saw the difference between like star wars cgi and like marvel cgi both are disney projects but like star wars cgi is in-house so they have their lucas films and like these are people that have like worked on the animated shows and then when they bring these characters to live action they've already worked on them so long that it's not like they already are familiar with the basis of the character and the model sheets and, you know, everything that goes with that. It's not, it's still difficult, of course, but when they make the jump to live action, they've already got that in mind. But like you said, Tyler, Marvel just hires it out to like, they just outsource it to like a hundred million different people and like, all right, get it done. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, um, like She-Hulk at the end of She-Hulk, when, the little robot is like, can you transform like off screen? Because the CGI people are already working on a different show. Like that's so true that it's like, they've like, they just jump. They're like, Oh, you thought you were done, huh? Well, here's like 
three here's three Disney Plus shows and two blockbuster movies we need you to finish they by accidentally life. show the fact they treat their CGI team like crap. Yeah. See, that's why it was like great at the beginning of the MCU when they would uh give them more time because there was less i mean like it wasn't like oh well you know we're doing four movies this year it was Mm -hmm. like okay so this year we just have one next year we have two year after that we have one again yeah yeah if you look at it like going up to um up to endgame it was like one movie like like tyler said and then like two movies then they had like three movies a year going for a while (laughs) and then like when they led up to Endgame, they went to like four movies a year, but still pretty well spaced out. But now you're getting like four movies a year plus like eight Disney Plus shows. Exactly. And so like, everybody's just overworked. Yeah. Last year alone, they had like 17 projects that came out, which is more than like almost the entire of the first phase. Sorry, I'm trying to take this out. <laughs> Oh, like I'm like, what is he doing? <laughs> I was Basically, literally trying to take camera. my sock off because it was getting nice. sweaty. Um, Understandable, but yeah. So it's like, it's like CGI was invented to like make things that like you can't practically do. Like there are a lot of things that like you can practically do, but you can only take it like, like Avatar. The whole entire Avatar movies would be really different if we didn't have CGI. <laughs> Yeah, that'd look, that'd, look, that'd look odd. It looked kind of funny. I'm not yeah, the movies wouldn't be so much of a success if they weren't CGI. Yeah, because people no, would people start would to realize that it's not a very good story. Exactly, they'd mm-hmm. be like, "Well, this story's really bland. I better find a better effects. I think it was better." That's yeah. what happened. No, I have very but... strong opinions about Avatar. <laughs> I I know. I I see. I see that. Um, and I can actually say that this time because I can actually see you. Exactly. See, see, see. Um. Yeah, but I've always held the opinion of CGI should be used in addition. Like, plan out everything that you can do practically. Like, if you can do this practically, you should do it practically. And then see if you can add on to it based off of, like, with CGI. Like, do you remember the period when Marvel costumes used to be partly practical? Like, you would see behind the screen... Yeah, you see behind the screen and be like, oh, that guy's actually wearing a costume. And yeah, nowadays, you see behind the scenes and they're just, everybody's just wearing mocap. Yeah. Especially, like, when it was Spider-Man's. Like, part uh-huh. of it really bugged me seeing, like, behind the scenes of, like, like, I can understand, like, even, like, Iron Man, most of being mocap, because it's an Iron Man suit. Yeah. Right. I can understand it. But then, like, Spider-Man's and the behind the scenes, it's mocap. And I was like, and I was that, like, why would you do that? And then... You wear spandex anyway. Just put him in spandex like he usually would be. And you can find the things from, like, the principal photography of it. And they started off, he had an actual suit. And you're like, yeah. oh, that looked great. Why would you then say, ah, never mind. We'll just stick him in a we'll just, suit and he can run around. Yeah, we'll just do it in post. <laughs> yeah, it's like... It, yeah, you gotta think. You gotta imagine being the visual effects guys behind that. You know, getting, like, all the principal photography stuff going like, oh, thank goodness. He's in an actual suit, and then you start actually like adding the effects, and you're like, "Guess I'll just die." What what happened? Yeah, you're like, "Oh, so he has an actual suit?" And they're like, "Yeah, but we're actually not going to use that." Uh- <laughs> and well, I'm gonna sidetrack here for a second. Okay, right. Um, to like to sidetrack from like superhero movies just for a second. 
when I want like sometimes when my mind goes to CGI, I think of Avatar, of course. You think of like and Marvel because they use a lot heavy. Mm-hmm. They use heavy CGI. Mm-hmm. But what my mind often goes to is like the MonsterVerse movies with like Godzilla and Kong. Like mm. those are really good CGI movies because I mean, back in the fifties and sixties, they did use guys in gorilla suits and lizard suits for the monsters. And we should go back to that. No, 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 no. Yes. <laughs> But like, I want Ninja Turtles in life-size Ninja Turtle suits. Yes. Dude, those are great. That that, that I am great. asking for. <laughs> but when I watched the movie, like, they did such a good job with Kong. Like, especially when it says, like, when you see, like, the helicopters coming in on Skull Island and they're attacking uh-huh. Kong. And does the close-up on, like, his hand. It looks so good. Like, he, like he's looking at his hand because it's been cut by the blades in the helicopter. And you can see, like, his, in the, you can see his fingerprints. And you can see that how is this, you, you can just see the details on his hand and his fur and and then Kong, I got Kong, Godzilla when, it, dude, a couple of close-ups on Godzilla when he's fighting monsters so you can see him getting, you know, beat up. And it's like, it looks so good. Like, CGI has a, can look really good. It's like, you know, we've been saying, like, practical is good and practical is fantastic. I like practical more. But, um, but I mean, when it's necessary, CGI can be great, especially with given the proper time. Like, Marvel hasn't been given them time. But we can see with, like, the MonsterVerse movies and, and then early, sorry, and then early Marvel with given the proper time, they CGI looks just as real as practical effects. Yeah. Like especially especially if you watch Godzilla in the dark, then then the thunderstorm and I'm like, we're all gonna die. It's great. Yeah. I think there's definitely a part of like a cinematic experience. You want <laughs> your CGI to bring your viewer into it more. You don't want them to look at it and be like, oh, that like pulls me out of the experience. Like now, all I'm focusing on is like how, um, like, like, yeah. Ew. And now you're like suddenly you lost track of the plot. You lost track of like the action or what was being built up that you were like following. And now you have to get back into the movie, which our brain likes to do as much as the least amount of work as possible. So it's just like you have to push yourself to get back into a into something and it's like whether you like it or not like that's just hard for your brain once you get pulled out of something to get like back into it yeah especially like when it's such poor cgi that you're trying to get and trying to get like yeah because then you're just stuck on that like even when you're like okay yeah you're trying to get back into it and but then the entire time you're just watching going like yeah Yeah, and then it pops up again and you're like oh like superman's upper lip yeah that is, sc- I'm scarred by that. Or in the fourth uh, <laughs> Superman movie, when they use the same shot of him flying. Away. Oh yeah, yeah, in the fourth Superman, where it's like the same shot of him flying over the camera. And it's just over, and I didn't, <laughs> I didn't really notice that till like that Honest trailer that we watched, and they were like, "Wow, I love Honest movie. trailers." Shout out for Honest trailers, though. Shout out for Honest trailers. What a guy. <laughs> yeah. A big voice. It's guy. like, yeah, you're like, oof. It's just like, I'm out now. Like, yeah, and even like, I, I'm gonna I I don't know how I, it it wasn't too bad, but it was like off enough that it bothered me. Doctor Strange's third eye, in the second Doctor Ooh. Strange. Ooh, yeah, like, I saw that. And I was like, it didn't look real. It looked like it looked bad. Did someone paint that opinion. on you? Like, I was like, and you guys okay? Like, and there, and there's other things and and different movies that when I watch them, I'm like, and you guys okayed this? random add-on why was why did they even make it the eye why couldn't it be that it was just the uh the the, the, the yeah the symbol. dark dimension symbol because that would have been 
that would have been cooler because it would have been a callback to the first one. And mm-hmm. I feel like it would have actually like had a connection that would have kind of it would have made sense. I mean, like they don't really explain why. I, at least I don't remember. So they really what they that said was... is that when you access the powers of Darkhold, like you welcome that like darkness into you or something, and like yeah. it affects you. As so, when they went to like Evil Strange's world, like Evil Strange had the eye because yeah. he had been using his world's dark dark hold for so long and so like that's why he got the eye was because that's like a side effect the dark dimension simple is because you draw power from the dark dimension right which is different from using the dark hold um yes but the plot <laughs> hole is wanda is the biggest user of the dark hold in like no, the entire not. multiverse and she never got an eye like she, her never. fingers just got a little dark yeah like and same with Agatha Harkness. She had yeah. it for centuries. Yeah. Because yeah. she, so she's it's had like, it forever. I don't know. They're like, that is a Doctor Strange specific symptom. Like Exactly. They, no, <laughs> they, they saw Elizabeth Olsen. They're like, she's far too pretty. Yeah, we they're like, she's way too attractive. They're like, she sorry, wouldn't do good with the third eye. Like, we just... Even like, then, just looking at Catherine Hunt. No, I'm no, sorry. We, we can't, can't do we can't that. We can't do that. And she's like, she's got that crown... Copy the third eye. It just wouldn't work legitimately. It just it won't. It wouldn't work. It'd be poking her, you know. It'd be poking her. Exactly. To be honest though, I just remembered this because I was talking because you know we're talking about movies that like oh that CGI so bad I can't. The was it the second mummy? The second oh my mummy gosh, movie. Dude, it's like yeah. the Scorpion King, and it's like the it's the Rock, and he's like it's the Rock, rock Scorpion, oh. and it looks so. But like, they were experimenting, so like okay, they were experimenting. CGI was not necessarily a perfected art form, yeah. but it was like. I was watching, I was like, what in the what? This looks so bad. Terrible. And there are Black definitely Adam things now. that you watch and you're like, wow, that did not age well. Seriously. I was like, whoa. Also, because you mentioned Black Adam, though, I just got to say, I just want to say this quickly. I heard some, like, complaints about, like, the CGI in Black Adam. I actually thought the CGI that they especially used for, like, Doctor Fate was actually really spot on. I thought that was great. I mean, especially compared to... A lot of the recent Marvel movies that have come oh, out, yeah. like it's like honestly, you're watching that, going like, oh "My gosh, what the heck? What it, like what was going through their heads when they like okayed this?" Mm-hmm. But in all honesty, I was watching Black Adam. I'm sure, maybe the story wasn't amazing, but like anytime <laughs> like Doctor Fate's doing his thing, I'm like, "Let's freaking go!" I watch that. And I'm yeah, like, Dude, everybody looked awesome. I, I there's certain shots that you're like. There's that meme of like Black Adam flying where he's <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, okay, weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, you got a point. You certain point shots look bad, but yeah, like they definitely did like action scenes pretty impressively. Adam Smasher looks really good. Cyclone looks good. Um, Hawkman looks good. Like Cy- they Cy- look Cyclone good. Looked really good. If you if you catch catch my drift, wink wink. <laughs> what? She was attractive. Just <laughs> point that out. Uh yeah. Um, okay. Anyways, <laughs> but but one thing that was rough CGI in that movie, demuscled rock. Yeah, like, rock. that was but so But to be odd. fair, that's probably that's that has a lot to do with the fact that we're just so used to seeing like muscular the rock. I mean, like to be fair, I mean I'll watch the first uh, uh, Captain America movie, and I'm kind of thrown off by it when. Uh, like he's going in to like do like the uh, like the examination or whatever. Uh-huh. And he's walking around with that shirt on. I'm kind of like, I mean like now, especially now with like 
always having jacked Chris Evans. I'm like, that's uh-huh. really weird. But what was honestly really smart, they just, I mean, like, they just always had him wearing, like, layers then, you know? So yeah. Jack <laughs> on with it. And so it doesn't look as weird, you know? Whereas The Rock, he's just totally shirtless. Yeah, he's just shirtless. Like wearing a loincloth, basically. <laughs> and that's like, it. What sickly man did they get in to portray, you know, and skinny, black out of skinny on her coast? It's so weird. But to be honest, like, CGI just gets better with, like, it'll get better with time and with proper time. Well, <laughs> time, yeah. Exactly, yeah. And a, and a proper budget, too. Well, yeah, you look at, like, the first Iron Man movie. Dude, like it holds up, and it's been like amazing. over ten years. Like even like, yeah, you look at like you keep going, and even like Ultron with all the Ultron bots and everything, fantastic. Like it they looks look great. And then you look at like the set photos, and it's like Ultron had an actual like he wore like a mask and he like had like a suit kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. And then they take that and they add a little enhancement to it. Um. Which I think is the biggest point of, like, what we're trying to say is, like, it's just got to be, like, not fully. Um, so we have a point on here. Basically, two camps. James Cameron, which is, like, like we mentioned, Avatar. He's, like, CGI buff. And then we have Christopher Nolan, who, like, I saw that meme going around when he released Oppenheimer about, like, Christopher Nolan unleashes an atom bomb to get accurate footage of... <laughs> You tell me Without this. the use of nuclear uh, of nuclear fission, he did apparently uh, actually like on a small scale recreate <laughs> the first uh, like atomic explosion. Yeah, which I'm sitting there like that. That shouldn't shock anyone. He actually crashed a 747 into the side he, of a building. He crashed a 747 at the side of a building. He uh, the the opening in the Dark Knight Rises. The majority of it is practical. They actually did that. They actually crashed a plane. So, like... <laughs> Batman, ba- Batman, like, obviously, because you're stone double, and it might have actually been Tom Hardy. I don't know. Or I think it was actually Tom Hardy. Hanging out of planes in the Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises. They're both actually just hanging out there. I mean, obviously, parts of Interstellar have to be CGI. But of I mean, course. They but... actually shot on location for places with the water world and, the, and man's ice planet. They're right. actually on places that look... Like that, real. But also, what I really liked. Uh, oh, I got the notification about ten minutes. Okay, cool. Yeah. Did you get it? I got it. I got it this time. But also, what I really liked about Interstellar was the fact that I mean, a lot of other, uh, like studios, if they were making that movie or directors, I mean, sorry, uh, like the shots when they're like exiting and entering like the at- the atmosphere and stuff when it's the mm-hmm. when it's the Rangers, uh, they would have just been like, oh, do you want to be a really cool shot if we saw like the whole ship. We just CGI it, like, coming into the atmosphere. Instead, Christian Nolan just, like, put a camera on the side of a practical, like, thing. And then, I mean, of course, like, green screened around so it can look like it's entering the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. But then actual, like, like, like had the thing vibrating so it looked like it's shaking as it's kind of entering the atmosphere. Which is actually what it would look like. Also, Interstellar Man Steel, totally connected, but we'll talk about that later. It's a later date. Can I come back? <laughs> I've seen that theory. <laughs> It's it's what you that's a th- that's, that's an actual theory. Yeah, have you not heard that one? Well, we've we've discussed it for years, but we've never actually seen anyone actually talk about it besides ourselves. Yeah, we'll right, talk I'll about have it. Find the link to it. That's, book, that's, that's, that's gonna be that. That's gonna be its own separate episode. Yeah. Anyways, though, like <laughs> I, personally, I'm always gonna pick Nolan over James Cameron. 
every time. Because mm-hmm. also, James Cameron always comes off as pretentious. Yeah. He's like, my movie's going to make uh, $2 billion because it needs to. Because... And it's like, dang it, he was right, but I still don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, he said just like, that's to for them to like make a pro, like just to break even, basically. Yeah, it was like the two billion dollars. So in the end, what they they the profit that they made was like twenty bucks. No, I don't know. No, it was like, <laughs> like four hundred million dollars in the end. Yeah, and which is like bad. I mean, I like, think... that'd be that'd be like, I mean, like you you so it's you look at it and it is kind of funny because yeah, you're like, oh cool, it made like two point four billion dollars, and then you're like, two billion of that was just to break even from. Like all of production the production uh, costs, yeah, yeah, how much it costs to make, and then also for marketing, of course, you know, yeah. And so it's like, yeah, um, yeah. I do, I think this is an interesting topic, it's not related to CGI, but I think we we should move away from like the oh, we're gonna this most movie's gonna hit a billion, so let's just like plan for that. I think we need to get back to like if a movie makes 700 million dollars, like wow, that's impressive, like that's an impressive movie, yeah. Because, like, we live in this era where, like, every if it's not a billion-dollar movie, people are like, oh, it's a crap movie. Like, it's a bad movie. <laughs> that's what's... Sorry, go ahead. No, you're good. That was the end of my... Okay. Well, I was going to say, that's kind of what's crazy about, like, the poll that Christopher Nolan actually has. Because you look at it, like, he has two movies that made, uh, like, a billion dollars. You know, he's got The Dark Knight, he's got The Dark Knight Rises. Uh, but, I mean, like, some of his, like, best ones, like, critically... And like, uh, are you know, Inception, Interstellar, and Dunkirk. And I mean, Dunkirk made like maybe like six hundred million, and then <laughs> Inception and Interstellar made like seven hundred to eight hundred million dollars. And yeah, it's like that's like those are impressive numbers, but like when you look at the grand scheme of like these blockbusters that are out there making a billion dollars, yet Christopher Nolan, when he's like, hey, I need two hundred million dollars to make a movie about a historical figure, they're like. Here uh-huh. you go. Take yeah. the link. Do it. Well, you also look at like so. I just googled it for um for Dunkirk. So Dunkirk made five hundred and twenty-two million dollars, but they had a hundred million dollar budget. So like they profited like four hundred and twenty-two million dollars. Exactly. Because versus like James Cameron a makes a two billion dollar movie. And he only profits the exact same amount. And he makes the exact same profit. Dude, that's actually yeah. crazy. I did not think about that. <laughs> I just wonder who the better movie maker is. Exactly. It's, it's Christopher <laughs> Nolan. It's, yeah, that's it's it. Christopher Nolan. We literally just solved it right there. All right. Meeting end. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. We've made our point. Um, Christopher Nolan, I'm just saying, in the, the 2017 Oscars, which are technically, I mean, the 2018 Oscars, whichever, I don't know how people The one say. Dunkirk was The nominated. one Dunkirk was nominated for, he was robbed. Shape of Water shouldn't have won. I'm sorry. That's all I have to say. I'm out. <laughs> He's got Thank a you point. for coming to Tyler's TED Talk. Exactly. Uh, Tyler just gets up and leaves. I just leave right now. <laughs> He's like, I'm done. <laughs> That's what I came here for. And done. <laughs> um, okay, we have five minutes left. So real quick, final question. Are superhero movies better with or without CGI? We've kind of touched on it, kind of hit on it, but... If it can be done, I think they're better without. I am... Yeah, I, I agree with that definitely, and I'm sorry, I gotta keep bringing up Christopher Nolan of the Dark Knight trilogy, because they, <laughs> the be they are the best superhero movies. Uh, but so, uh, like, watching a lot of the behind-the-scenes for The Dark Knight, uh, it... Because... 
Christopher Nolan basically didn't want to use any CGI, and you really see that. I mean, like, he blew up an abandoned, like, building or whatever, and, like, this was, like, there's our hospital, make it all look at, like, and then, like, actually was, like, blow it up. And so when it came to Two-Face, he really wanted it to be practical. He didn't want it to be CGI. Yeah. Uh, so I he mean, burned his face exactly. off. Exactly, no. But so yeah. he tried <laughs> doing prosthetics, but uh, what I like then about, what I do like about Christopher Nolan is that he can concede to when CGI needs to be used because doing yeah. it, he was like, doing the prosthetics, it always is going to look more. It doesn't look yeah. like less. So they, yeah, they, you know, did the C- little CGI dots on Aaron Eckhart's face and then the final result looks amazing because there's basically no other, like, actual, like, there's, you CGI have like in this movie. three guys, and they're like, "Okay, you're our CGI guys." And they're like, "Oh," and they're like, "You got one scene." <laughs> exactly. Don't worry, we got. You one have day. like three scenes. Each of them are like two minutes each, <laughs> and then he dies. And, and then he dies. Spoiler. And then you're yeah, you're good. Um, yeah, I definitely think that's true. I think there's some things that can't be properly scoped without. Um, there's like some superheroes that like, in the comics, you can draw whatever you want. So, exactly. like, it's hard to bring some of those things. But one thing I wanted to mention, I know I'm going to get out of the Christopher Nolan camp, so don't kill me. But the Matt Reeves Batman movie looks amazing as well. Oh, yeah. Yes. 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 And, like, yes. Batman's one of those characters you can do very easily practically because he's a very practical character. Like, I mean, like, the explosion when the guy's car blows up. That was a real explosion. They had strings and they yanked Robert Pattinson, you know, back, and mm-hmm. he landed on a mat. But, like, that's what I thought was cool, like the trailer that they released when that the first trailer for the Batman and Matt Reeves goes, Oh, everything in that trailer is real. Everything in that mm-hmm. trailer is practical effect. And you go, also oh, that explosion that Rob Prince is falling away from him. Well, most likely a stunt double, but still. Yes. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. So still, like, <laughs> the Yiddish like yank him out. I was like, There you go. It yeah, I don't know done. how many how many actually action star actors we have anymore. Chris uh, Tom Cruise is probably the last one. Is Jackie Chan still making movies? I don't know. But Tom Cruise does all of his own stunts, and he's got two more Mission Impossible movies coming. Exactly. I've always wondered, though, what happens if he, like, what if, like, they do a stunt and he just dies? Like, what if his parachute doesn't work and they're just like, Um, we have to make this up, so we really need to make this short so we don't get. uh, That happened last time. I got cut off. I was, like, running through it really fast. It was hilarious. (laughs) Um, And since we didn't get that video up, like, it just sounds that way because we don't have a video of me trying to, like, it's it's but anyways anyways Mission Impossible Fallout when he's jumping from roof to roof you see him like hit the and he misses the jump and then you watch for the next few seconds and he's like limping and then they cut the movie and they were out of it for like eight months nine months yeah broke his because he broke his freaking leg and he just kept going and they're like what a guy nope not cutting it like I'm just gonna finish this shot and then I can heal the fact that he proceeded to keep trying to run. Exactly. Right. Insane. Insane. Um, like I said, we have a time we're going on the Zoom thing um, that we're doing. Hopefully, Brian can get this recording up so all you wonderful people can see us for the first time um, on our recording. But that's all we have time for today. If you love this episode and want to show your support, um, you can go over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. And I'm so sorry, I didn't go over and check today to see if anyone has reviewed us, so we'll get you next week. Um, I'm quickly looking up on my phone. Awesome phone case, by the way. That's all the phone nice. case. Um, but our episode next week is going to be on The Batman, by the way. Um, 
that's what we have down on our list. Um, Heck yes. And the Guardians of the Galaxy comes out May 5th. So is that in two weeks? Um, I yeah. think so. Is that how calendars work? No, it's um, next week. It's, it's, today's Monday. It's, so, yeah. Nice yeah. So, so 30 days this month. <laughs> expect in 20. So we do an episode usually two weeks after. Um, yeah. So the 24th, the 5th. Let's see. Oh, I'm running out of time. Eight seconds. Um, yeah. Okay. So in three weeks, we'll be talking about Garden of the Galaxy. Thank you so much. This is available. Mm-hmm. Wherever. And now the video is going to cut out. It's going to be awkward. But Oof. wherever <laughs> podcasts or you put them in your ear hole, um, they're available. So go check us out and leave us a review. All right. Bye. Peace out, y'all.